This is Ani's on Opas, a fan podcast about all our favorite things about Korean dramas, especially our K-drama boyfriends, aka Opas. And we are your metaphorical big sisters, aka Onnies. I'm Susie. And I am Lynn. And my question for you, Susie, is what are you watching right now? Well, <laughs> just last night I finished up lawless lawyer Mm -hmm. which was very mid it's very mid i you know it's neither good or bad it's a little bit bad maybe (laughs) 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 but you know it's a it's a basically a vigilante justice type stories but they're using the law to Mm -hmm. do it you know, mm-hmm. so it's basically this guy who was um, brought up by gangsters. He has like his mother was murdered by somebody and he's trying to take revenge, but he wants to take revenge by like using the law. So he learned. So he's now a lawyer and is trying to mm-hmm. take them down that way. But there's like a really healthy dose of other not lawful things <laughs> they do on the side to achieve their goal there is um a kind of weirdly nothing burger romance that happens that is <laughs> <laughs> like all of a sudden they're like together and then you know with like almost zero effort and then that mm-hmm. just kind of is their relationship which i'm kind of like not mad at you know i'm like that's fine mm-hmm. this is not about that right, right um right. But, you know, it's one of these things where you already know who does it sort of early on in the story. Yeah. And so you mm-hmm. got to like sort of fill in the gaps until, you know, the end, because you're not going to like take them down until the end of sure. the story. So there's a lot of things that I felt like, you know, definitely could have been shorter <laughs> is one. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some mm-hmm. um, supporting characters that are supposed to like be comic relief. But I thought there was just like a little over the top for me. Mm-hmm. um that portrayal but yeah it's all right it's not terrible yeah. but it's definitely not good but performances were good so mm-hmm. you know a solid c i guess okay. <laughs> c for you lee junki i love you, you yeah know. yeah <laughs> so i okay. finished that and i'm Really joyfully going through Sung Kyun Kwan's scandal, an older mm-hmm. one, with all these baby opas who are just, it's so fun to see like Fresh Face, Song Jun Ki, and Yu Ah In, mm-hmm. and uh, poor Park Yoo Chun, who is having some troubles, but, um, and Park Min Young, who, my gosh, her baby face is like, I mean, I don't know why they right. feel the need to like, get older and get rid of their like chubby cheeks but (laughs) i just think they're just like look so fresh you know and i think this drama was like the thing that sort of propelled them to kind of fame and Mm -hmm. i think from there they really like had crafted a good um career for themselves but it's really fun it's you know it's a historical don't let this deter you anti-historical people <laughs> it's it's basically a college drama it's like 
you know, if you know Hanakimi, it's like Hanakimi in olden days. And so, you know, Park Min Young has to pretend to be a boy to go to the school and hijinks, just so much yeah. hijinks. And there's peripheral kind of political stuff going, but I would say it's not the most important thing in this show. It just kind of gives it a bit more of a focused plot mm-hmm. other than here's just hijinks in the dorm. <laughs> Right, right. You know, but right, right. you know, there's some learning to there, which is really I love that when you know you have like a school setting, you're actually showing that you're learning something, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. So, yeah, so far so good. I'm in. I just finished episode eleven, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm fast a pace. I should be able to finish it in a couple of days and. All right. Yeah. So that's what I'm actively watching right now. What about you, Lynn? Oh, I uncharacteristically have several things going on right now. So Mm. uh, I actually just this week just finished The Sound of Magic, which Mm -hmm. I know has a lot of haters. I really liked it. Like once I got past the uh, because, you know. If you've listened to other podcasts of ours, you probably have realized I try and go in knowing as little as possible, Mm -hmm. uh, as little as I can, like, ignore out of my Instagram feed. So I did not realize when I started watching it that it was a musical. I think I might have said that even in another episode. Yeah, I think so. Um, But uh, so that took me by surprise. (laughs) And I do think that some of the musical numbers were one of the weaker... Mm. elements in the show i mean it was still like a drama with songs really more Mm. so that you know was Mm. not like a broadway musical where it's song after song after song Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um it was you know a a drama with songs but i thought the performances were great Mm. you know Mm -hmm. ji chang wook was so well cast i mean i thought he was really i think that this might be the role that I have liked him best in um, of the things that I have seen. Not that I didn't like him in Healer, um, but like his character is not necessarily super likable all the time mm-hmm. in that because he's kind of like, what are his motivations? And he's a little bit like mm-hmm. hard to hard to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. I really liked it. Yay. I understand, I guess, why people might not like it, but mm-hmm. I really liked it. Um, and I also started uh, My Love from the Star, which is another mm-hmm. older one. I think that's from 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you were saying about Chubby Cheek, Parkman Young, this has like a somewhat Chubby Cheek uh, UNA in it. Which is so, you know, very comparable to what you were saying, because, you know, she's so, like, elegant looking now. And not that she's not elegant looking, but she just looks so much younger with her fuller face, like, slightly mm-hmm. chubbier cheeks and stuff. And it's like, she's a baby! Uh, <laughs> it is darker than I expected. I mean, it's really kind of all yeah. over the place tone-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. you know, mostly it's light, but then I was like, oh, and also one of the main characters is a murderer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that, which I feel like is not a spoiler because that's revealed in the first episode, I think. Like, it's 
pretty mm-hmm. pretty early on that that comes out. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a spoiler. If so, I apologize. But that was a surprise. <laughs> well, I, I told you, I, I did watch this a while ago, but not as long. As, like, it's still well after it was on TV or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, more recent than that long ago. right 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 not 2013 <laughs> yeah not no 2013 um and it must have been i mean it it is prior to 2020 so somewhere in there i did watch it but uh i don't quite remember much about it i saw that i rated it quite low mm. um but i I'm confused why. Like, I couldn't remember why I didn't enjoy it. It might have been, like, the ending. Yeah. Um, or something like that. Um, and, like, talking about, you know, female characters who, like, start out terrible kind of thing. I think that is also, like, performance, right? Because mm. some people do it, like, so over the top that it's really hard to find them likable. Yeah. But with her, I find her performances, like more like cute than mm. annoying yeah yeah like i'm i can still laugh at it like when she's like you know sort of i feel like she's not maliciously being terrible right she's just sort of clueless right <laughs> more it's more clueless and just like not knowing how the world works necessarily right. yeah, <laughs> kind yeah. of thing which i'm much more forgiving that if you are outright just a terrible person yeah. because you are being mean to everybody yeah. But anyway, and I like totally forgot that second lead was in it who I really like. Yeah. I completely blanked out that he was even in this show. Like, I don't know. So it must have been not as memorable to me as I mean, it is beloved. Like so many people love this show. People yeah. talk about how much they love it. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I saw something recently about like uh so many there are so many references to it mm-hmm. in later dramas that like things that i'm sure that i already did not get because i watched things that made reference to it that you know mm-hmm. i didn't get the reference um so i feel like from that standpoint but i'm you know i'm really enjoying it so far it's just that you know a little more all over the map tone wise than mm-hmm. i had expected but right. mm-hmm. I really don't know what to, what is going to happen. It has very, for me, uh, very, my roommate is a gummyho vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, a, you know, it's a similar kind of mm-hmm. setup mm-hmm. to that. Um, there was no murderer in that, though. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm enjoying that. I, but I need some other, like something a little bit lighter when I'm like, oh, that, that yeah. guy's trying to murder another person again. <laughs> Um, uh, so I took a break from that last night and I watched the first episode finally of Young Actors Retreat because I finished, I finished Sound of Magic, which I wanted to have watched all three of those shows entirely Mm -hmm. before I watched that uh, Mm -hmm. variety show. And, oh, it lived up to expectations. I enjoyed it so (laughs) much it was so 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 delightful if you don't know what young actors retreat is it is a variety show reuniting the casts of the sound of magic 
an Itaewon class, which is one of our top faves, and also Love in the Moonlight with Park Bogum, who is our Opa of the day. <laughs> and flawless segue <laughs> into <laughs> talking about Bogumi and his many, the many faces of Bogumi. Right. Um, yes, Park Bogum. Do you not know who he is? Where have you been? <laughs> Where have you been? Maybe you've been around. He's just been in the military for 18 months or whatever and recently yeah. came out. So maybe it's legit. You don't know who he is. <laughs> but we are very grateful that he's out and can do things like jumped right in into yes. what's called Young Actors Retreat. Yeah, that's what they're calling it on Vicky. Yeah. Yeah. Which I am keeping in the deepest recesses of my back pocket mm-hmm. for a time where I'm going to need some joy. I just know, just knowing that that is there just gives me hope. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm like super, super, super secreting it for a later date for me. Yeah. Because, whoa, I bet it's really awesome. I've seen snippets, so I'm already like, mm. But I will keep it in reserve. Yeah. Anyway, Barbo Gum. We love him. He's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's actually not been, uh, have not done a ton of things yet. Yeah. You know, so bright future ahead. But so we will talk about um, some things we have seen him in already. The first thing we're going to talk about is a show called Hello Monster, according to my drama list, or I'll Remember You, according to Vicky and literal translation of the title. (laughs) So that is a show that came out in 2015. Um, He plays, oh, let's, let's go through the, what is the show about? What is that show about, Susie? I have not seen this show. Yes, Lynn has not seen this show. I have recently seen this show. And it's a show about this um, police team. It's like a special team that are dealing Mm -hmm. with sort of a rash of, or the beginning of what might be some serial killing happening. Okay. And then drops in uh, our main lead who is So In Gook, and he plays a sort of like psychological profiler mm-hmm. that he's not exactly police. So he doesn't work for the police. He's more like right, right. some kind of famous psychologist. He wrote a book and about like criminal minds kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we meet him as he's like analyzing this crime scene and they're just like, who are you? <laughs> And that mm-hmm. is, like, how we meet him. And our female lead is a member of this team. It's Jang Nara. And, you know, they, of course, eventually team up and try to work through different crimes that happen. And in the meantime, uh, Parvogum is Jung Soon Ho, who is a lawyer. He's an attorney. Oh. And <clears throat> he... Um, we beat him in sort of suspicious times, 
coincidental times. It makes you kind of think like, well, how, how are you here? Why are you here? Why are you always where we are kind of mm-hmm. coincidences? Mm-hmm. And then you start to think, are you involved in any of these things? And mm-hmm. there's a question of his relationship with our, you know, male lead who is looking for his brother um, because of a tragedy that happened when they were young. And um, part of the story is also there is, you know, of course, one main sort of perp that they're looking for. And mm-hmm. that person has sort of like had a hand in all these different crimes in different ways, but a lot of times not directly. And so it's very complicated to mm-hmm. to try to catch him as, as okay. it were. And so we just like throughout sort of, sometimes it's very obvious who Parpagum is here. And then sometimes you're like still questioning it. And then, you know, and then they reveal it. And then like we go on from there. And it's very much a show about... Um, nature versus nurture you know like how Mm. you what affects somebody you know what are the steps that a person goes through that makes them become a kind of like serial killer or criminal that kind of thing what is like what shapes their thought process and that kind of thing Um, and so that is actually um, how we see both the leads, so both Parpagum and Soinguk, like both their characters, p- basically have arrived in different places. But, okay. So we, I feel like that is really the parallel that we're looking at, the comparison okay. between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So, so this is the first time I've ever seen Parpagum, and maybe the only time as. Not necessarily a nice yeah. person. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's not all ray of sunshine, full of smiles like he usually is, you know. And the very few times you see him smile, you're like, oh. Right? You can't be a murderer. <laughs> like, surely you're not a bad person, you know. So sometimes it's hard to suspend disbelief because yeah. he is so cute and sunny when he's yeah you know so by necessity he does not smile a lot in this show <laughs> i thought it was a really excellent performance you know we do see sort of a person who is you know has been taught one thing all their life and they're going through with that kind of like philosophy in mind and then they're confronted with something different and mm-hmm. then gets real confused and unsure and like really like sort of Mm -hmm. reverts to becoming a child um, because they're like, we need to like reset my thinking. And I like, don't know these basic Mm -hmm. uh, things. Somebody needs to teach him, you Mm -hmm. know, those things, which, you know, when you're an adult, essentially it's like difficult, you know, because you've like lived so long a certain way. So, so I thought I was, you know, he is still excellent as always. Um, this is the latest things I've I've seen of him, so I've seen like all these other things um, before. 
So it was really a good contrast to see that Mm -hmm. in his other performances. And it's a supporting, uh, it's a supporting role. So he's not in it a ton, a ton, you know, but he's, it's enough because he is like the second lead. Essentially, there's like two second leads, but, you know, his story is like very important to the overall plot. So, yeah. um, Mm. And... The show has an unsatisfying ending for me. Yeah. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. You know, I, um, it was too open mm. for me. Like it was too vague and open for me. Like if they were going to give us a second season, then maybe, but no, it's just okay. the thing that keeps you going during this show at the end, I feel let down by. So, Okay. Yeah, it was just like not satisfying for me. So, but I would still recommend it if you um, want like something a little different because it's a psychological thriller. And I thought like that part Mm -hmm. of it is really interesting. Like just sort of like the breakdowns of like if you like crime shows, you know, like sort of breaking down the mind of like, why does somebody do this? And like predicting their next move kind of thing and like Mm -hmm. based on you know tells from the crime scene that sort of thing i feel like that is right that is interesting um it's not a perfect drama Mm -hmm. but you know i give it a shot maybe yeah i mean i would be real interested to see him like you say in such a different role Mm -hmm. I mean, because even like this week, getting ready for this episode and thinking about the the things that I've seen him Mm -hmm. in, they all have in common that, you know, his characters are so, for the most part, so good. I mean, when we get to Love in the Moonlight, I think there are some things that can be said about that character. But, (laughs) um, you know, for the most part, he's like... Park Bo Gum is already so charming. Mm-hmm. Like, his charm is on 11. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's cast in these characters that ne- don't necessarily have a lot of flaws. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but this one sounds very, very different from all the yeah. other characters. Yeah. So. At best, it's, you know, morally gray. You know, so it's just, yeah, it's interesting to see him in doing something different which is always good for an actor right um yeah to see their range well and it's interesting that it's like his first thing that he came out in Mm -hmm. and then what he has ended up like the way he's ended up being cast once he sort of broke out in his next role which we're about to get Mm -hmm. to uh has been very different from Mm -hmm. that Speaking of which, his next role, uh-huh. uh, which I think is the, you know, the thing when the world fell in love with Park Bogum <laughs> and probably a big part of this series success, I would say, even though there's so many reasons for it to be successful. Uh-huh. But Reply 1988, uh-huh. if you've listened to our episode about Kim Sun-young, you already know that it is my fave <laughs> finger hearts for Apply 1988. And a big part of that is Park Bogum's character, Che Take. Takey the cutest. <laughs> Come on. He is so 
Uh, okay, so Reply 1988, if you have not seen it, is about five neighborhood friends who grew up together in the same little little neighborhood in Seoul. Um, and it's also about the whole block. So it's about all of the all of the families of these five young people who've grown up together. And they're like 18 at the start of the series. Um, and they all go to school. There are four four boys and one girl. And one of the boys is Take, but uh, Take does not go to school because he is a champion baduk player or Go player. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say champion, he, like he's like the top player or one of the few top players in Korea is the is his role in this show. So he's constantly off practicing and playing at these big international tournaments and all this stuff. So he's um a bit set apart from yeah. the rest mm-hmm. of the the rest of the group, but uh also plays a very key part in the friendship of these of these five young people because they always come hang out in his room. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes even when he's not there. Uh <laughs> You know, and he is uh, at one point called the treasure of the neighborhood and everybody tries to take care of him, which is important and necessary because uh, he is kind of incompetent at taking care of himself. (laughs) Like for an 18 year old. He doesn't know how to do a lot of things. Like, they're always, like, at one point, somebody even ties his shoes for him. But, that, yeah, he he just, like, he'll get so engrossed in thinking about baduk and, like, practicing that he won't eat for, like, the whole day. So somebody always has mm-hmm. to be checking in on him to make sure he's okay, make sure he's doing mm-hmm. what he needs to to take care of himself. Um, and so this show was made in 2015. It was made in the same year as I'll Remember You. Uh, mm-hmm. So it wasn't... I feel like it was maybe on the sort of leading edge of like autism becoming a theme in things, which I feel like it's become a lot more prominent now, even though I've seen in other older dramas, also these characters who are like socially inept and, you know, Mm -hmm. hyper-focused and like very, Mm -hmm. okay. So take a step back for a second just a little bit about me. I have uh, people on the autism spectrum in my family. I have known, continue to know quite a lot of people with autism. I've worked with kids for a long time, known a lot of kids on the spectrum. I am by no means an expert, but I have had a lot of experience with people who are autistic. Um, And so when... I and some of my friends who are also in sort of the same boat, some of the parents of some of the kids on the spectrum, see someone who exhibits these kind of like autism adjacent traits. Uh, we tend to describe them as spectrumy, 
like maybe maybe <laughs> diagnosable and that was how i felt mm-hmm. watching take like he seems real spectrum mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. which like in you know in 1988 and 89 when this show is set there's no way he would have been diagnosed probably especially in korea like he probably wouldn't have been diagnosed even in the u.s where Mm-hmm. the u.s was sort of more was was more at the forefront of like autism awareness than a lot of the rest of the world and asian countries um it's just interesting to me to sort of compare in hindsight now that there have been a couple of dramas most notably extraordinary attorney Wu young Wu, mm-hmm. uh you know, with autism as main characters, but also my other tied for favorite move to heaven um, with Hanguru as the main character. It's just interesting to compare take with, you know, with those characters and sort of see like, hmm, yeah, because he seems to have a lot in common. <laughs> He's not fixated on whales <laughs> to his detriment. Question mark? <laughs> Who knows? Um, but, uh, Anyway, it was just an observation that I wanted to to make about him that, um, you know, he needs a lot of support. And in his little neighborhood that he has, he gets a lot of support. But also, like those other characters on the spectrum, he's super honest, which is so refreshing when it comes to the sort of romance at the center so there's like sort of a love quadrangle (laughs) constantly changing shape (laughs) love polygon um in in reply 1988 and uh so this is a this is a spoiler take is at one of the uh vertices of that love polygon he's he's involved in that and I mean, you can probably figure out there's only one girl played by Harry. So several of the the boys in the in the pack have feelings for her. And uh, Take is just completely upfront about his when when asked outright, you know, well, do you, you don't like her, do you? Or something like that. They're very incredulous. He just says straight out, I like her which is in very stark comparison to one of the other people on the quadrangle Mm. who, you know, has a real hard time expressing his feelings. (laughs) Just, just say that, try and avoid as many spoilers as possible, but just say it's a real stark contrast. Mm -hmm. But I find that so refreshing because one of my biggest frustrations in, um, you know, in Korean dramas and also in life is when people just don't like, just tell them, just use your words, just use your words. So Takey does that. And it's so delightful. Um, He shows growth as a character, another great performance from Park Bogum. I mean, there's, you know, take is very upbeat in the same way that a lot of his characters are, um, that smile, there's just nothing you can do about that. When that smile comes out, just <laughs> everyone's lives are improved when that <laughs> smile comes out. Right. Um, you know, but, uh, 
you know, Take has his has his hard times and his happy times and Park Bogum's performance is just believable all the way through. He really embodies Take perfectly and I just can't say enough good things about him or about Reply 1988. If you haven't watched it yet, why not? Yes. Why not? Please do. It is so good. It is so wholesome. There are no villains. You know, it's just a really, like, I would say perfect slice of life kind of story that just warms your heart. And really, like, Parpo Govin here just portraying all the layers of Take, right? Because Take Mm -hmm. is, you know maybe spectrum me so he's like sort of clueless about a lot of things that are others might intuit better and mm. you know that kind of thing when when pointed out to him he's like oh okay and but he doesn't like he always learns from it and he like yeah. follows through with that and you know at times he's also raised by a father who is actually has trouble also expressing himself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You guys, please watch this show. Just for that show. If you do not cry, I don't know who you are. You have a heart of stone. But um, (laughs) yeah. And so for him to express himself, you know, not just from his spectrum-y situation, but also just learning that maybe should, you know. Yeah do that like it's a good thing to tell people you love i love you like that's it's okay and you should do that all the time you should always do it and i don't know and i just really love everyone's protectiveness Mm -hmm. towards him and like let's you know (laughs) when everyone is even though they're like sort of griping but they're also like just doing it because it's him and Mm -hmm. like it's just faster to do it instead of like teaching him how to do it i'm kind of like well if i was him and somebody's like always like picking up where i'm slacking off i would also be a little slow on like learning take you know true um but that you know the support of that whole neighborhood of you know the adults and the friends of him and never points out really his otherness even though they like understand there is something like different from them but they just adjust they just like fill in that gap and they're just like they just treat him the same as they treat each other yeah you know there just might be like a tiny bit more maintenance and a tiny bit more like okay when you get here please stay there right (laughs) don't just wander off right kind of thing like a little bit more reminding about certain things, but you know, no big deal. Yeah, that's that's life. So, but yeah, Parpagum's just many many layers of Choitak is incredible. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, it's so good. Really, really wonderful, and sort of the quintessential Parpagum. I feel like you know, like if you're if yeah. you're only gonna yeah. watch one thing which i mean why would you make such a weird rule why, uh, why? why? but that is if, yeah. if for some reason you have made <laughs> for yourself the rule i will only watch one park program drama it should without question in my mind be reply 1988 not to say you shouldn't watch 
all these other things because he's still excellent yes. in things that you know might not support his excellence <laughs> like the next show <laughs> speaking of love in the moonlight came out in 2016 so right he did this right after doing reply 1988 which i think came out like straddling 2015 and 2016 yeah, yeah. um and this is a historical drama set in a not fictional time i think it's a real time um and he is wait let me go back <laughs> what i'm doing so this is a show that is all about palace shenanigans so Park Wagon plays Lee Young, who is the crown prince that people think is a no good, lazy, whatever. And the king is constantly like, uh, why is he, can you please do better? You're going to be king one day, you know? And then of course, prime minister slash left <sighs> minister slash, why? you know, one of those people are shenanigazing with like their daughter is a is the queen, the current queen, and they want their son to be, you know, it's that kind mm-hmm. of same same situation, you know, but the, you know, the main other plot is our female lead played by Kim Yoo-jung who prior to this, I've only seen as a child actress. Mm-hmm. And even in here, I think at the time she was only like 17. Um, and that might be I think Korean she, years. I don't I know. I think she might have been 16 for, from what yeah. I was looking at yesterday. Right. Yeah. Right. So still like real young to be playing her first sort of like adult role. But I think everyone in this show was supposed to be like super young. Like yeah. maybe 20 might be the top but i feel like everyone was supposed to be around 18 or something like that um so she through shenanigans (laughs) is forced to become a eunuch in the palace just watch to find context i don't have time for this (laughs) so anyway so you know against her will i think it has something to do with some debt that was incurred and in order to pay this debt, she had to go, right, to go into the palace to be a eunuch. So, again, cross-dressing, pretending to be a man, which is another ubiquitous theme in historical dramas. Um, so, in there, she, you know, was assigned to the crown prince's palace. And, you know, in the beginning, the crown prince is like, real, I don't know. The facade is he's like nobody want to work for him because right. he's like super mean or fussy or whatever. Right. Like he has just... a he has a reputation and his nickname is the Poop Palace. <laughs> I forgot. I only was reminded of that because it came up in in that variety show I was talking about in the the Young Actors Retreat. <laughs> I I also want to put it aside here that this is where Lynn met her inappropriate <gasps> boyfriend, Kwak Dong-hyun, <gasps> who I'm pretty sure one day we will have 
an episode. I mean, I'm so. real excited about watching this show that he's in currently on Vicky, but you know I don't watch things in yeah. process. So <laughs> I'm waiting for it mm-hmm. to be over. And I feel like I want to interject in- inappropriate because uh, <laughs> there's a very vast age gap betwixt him and me that's why i've labeled him as my inappropriate boyfriend but i love i fell in love with him so much in this show there's no judgment this is a safe zone i appreciate that for boyfriends thank you for k-drama boyfriends so (laughs) so anyway through this they get to know each other they you know fall in love there is some birth secrets so you know there's always that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So her father is some kind of revolutionary person. And so it's all about the prince also learning to be sort of better, you mm-hmm. know. But he wasn't always, like, I think the whole being a poop prince is <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a facade, you know, because he also has childhood trauma because his mom right. was you know, died when he was young. And even that has, you know, like based on shenanigans by other people, mm-hmm. you know, so he is always, he's actually like trying to really get some bad people and get them punished. Right. Take them out of the palace. But, you know, he can't do that directly. Like he can't sh- just show his hand um, that he's doing that. So he's trying to like make sure people are not paying attention to him. Like he's, mm a mess up and he's not doing well like he's not important because he's dumb basically right is what the kind of um thing he wants to portray so people don't know he's actually like scheming on the side and doing whatever right. so right because he's trying to anyway. take down things from the inside on the dl so he doesn't yeah wanna... exactly yeah. you know and not knowing who he can trust and you know has like no real allies at that time yeah so he's just you know, trying to do a good thing, but it's hard Yeah, when you're in the palace. <laughs> so, so that's sort of like the overall story is just like, there's the romance component. There's also a friendship with, you know, Kwak Dong Young and Jung Jin Young. And there's, you know, the three of them used to be like really good friends when they were little. And then there was like, of course, sort of a crack in that when, um, Jun Jin Young's family is, you know, he's the grandson of the prime minister, left minister. Right. I cannot remember his title. Head shenanigator. Guy, That's all we head need. Head shenanigator. <laughs> Correct. The head shenanigator. He is the grandson of him. And so, you know, they sort of have like now like opposite purposes, mm-hmm. but. You know, the boys don't really want to, like, do that, but it was, you know, when it comes to family things, things just sort of organically happen that way. And so, yeah, so there's, like, that component of it and them trying to, like, basically, I don't know, it's, like, very much a coming of age trying to be, like, better Mm -hmm. adults than they were, than the adults around them, Mm -hmm. basically. So, like, for... Um, Park Borgum's character, he wants to be like a better king than his father has been. And for Jun Jun Young, you know, he just doesn't want to go through this, like just decades or generations of just 
keeping wealth or keeping positions based on their name mm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like Kwak Dong-yong just wants us to be friends. Just wants to be friends. <laughs> it just wants all to be friends. Uh, so that's like sort of it in a nutshell. I would call it, I usually call it um, historical light mm-hmm. because it's, it's really, I feel like it's very useful. And so it's like a YA story. I, that you is know? the perfect way of putting it, in my opinion. YA is yeah. exactly, especially because the romance part. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know how much this has to do with the fact that she was a minor at the time. But like, mm-hmm. really nothing spicy happens between yeah. them. Yeah. It's very, very right. tame. Yes. Which is fine and appropriate for what it is. And, you know, I find it, you know, I always find these little, like, young romances very sweet. And, you know, they had obstacles, but they worked it out. Um, And, you know, it's, even though there is, like, that political stuff and there's some, some danger, but it never feels very dangerous. Mm. Like, I I felt like it was never going to be, like, tragically ending mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah so you know there's that it's just sort of light historical light in everything else you know it's it's something to i don't know pass the time when you're not feeling too well <laughs> you know it's kind of comforting a little bit mm-hmm. actually you know cuz like nothing much happens that's like offensive mm-hmm. really um it's just not great yeah, it's just not great. It's you know, it's a very simple story, um, which is fine too. And performances are, um, of course, Parkham was really good. You know, Tresu Bin is also in it. She's somebody who is trying to get with Parkham, but yeah, sorry to you, girl, but that that didn't you're, happen. You're the second lead. Yeah, you didn't realize yeah. it, but you're the second lead. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so I still would recommend, really, it's a light viewing. Um, everyone's super charming. You know, I think Kim Yoo Jung, I'm really interested in seeing other things she's doing because this is really, like, as a child actor, she was, like, spectacular. Like, mm-hmm. amazing. She is so good. And I felt like maybe she wasn't, like, really given much to do here. Mm. Um, it's kind of similar to... Oh, I hate to bring it back to snowdrop but <laughs> hey we got through the whole kim sun young episode and we didn't yeah. flag snowdrop one time so, so so sorry friends but you know basically uh the the female lead there also like one of the hugest problems is she doesn't, didn't have much to do and she had to like but she's on camera a lot and so you're just seeing her like doing nothing and I feel like there's a lot of that in here, too. Not as much as that. It's really not as bad as that. But sometimes, you know, when you're in the palace and you're just trying to survive, what are you doing? You're just, you know, so, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I still recommend. I think it's it's still super cute, you know, but it's not, like, amazing. I mean, I think it has a lot of great moments. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a moment that I remember. I can't even remember who were who they were fighting. There, I mean, there are some pretty good fight scenes. 
Uh, there might be the fact that Quack Dunyon is involved in a lot of this <laughs> might be part of the reason I remember <laughs> that. Uh, but there's one, and I can't remember who they're fighting, but it's like him, Kwok Dong-yun, and uh, Bo Gummy are like, you know, together against all of these, and they're just really badass, and like that mm-hmm. image sticks with me, because being like, yes, the friends are united, <laughs> like that was really great. Also, uh, speaking of child actors, my favorite noodle of all noodles... <gasps> In yes. this drama, in a full-on role, not playing the young, you know, she's also in, mm-hmm. I cannot remember her name. Ho Jung-un. Ho Jung-un. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, she's in Mr. Sunshine. She's in Startup. Startup. She's in this. She's in, so in, in, oh, she's in 100 Days My Prince. That's what I was thinking about. That we yes. talk. She plays mm-hmm. the, the younger version of the female lead in 100 Days My Prince. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she's in all of these shows where she plays the baby version of the lead character. But in Love in the Moonlight, she actually plays a character in her own right. And I just think she's so delightful and she's so good in this little role that she's in um you know small but crucial role in the plot and she's just so adorable and mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm looking forward to seeing her hopefully graduate into playing adult roles um but at the same time i'm going to miss her as the baby noodle in every drama because She's just the best. (laughs) So, yeah. So anyway, all of which to say, uh, I think there are a lot of good things in Love in the Moonlight. I think it doesn't entirely hold together, but I would I would definitely not say don't watch it. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of good things about it. I would not, however, <laughs> necessarily uh, give that same endorsement to our next drama that we're going to be talking about, which is 2018's Encounter, a.k.a. Namja Chingu, a.k.a. Boyfriend. Um, I'm not really sure why it's translated as Encounter other than Boyfriend when translated in English makes it sound like kind of a silly show, I think. Mm. And it is Mm. very much not a silly show. Like that is not the tone of this show at all. So, I mean, encounter feels tonally more appropriate, even though it's a little bit of a weird title when, Mm -hmm. you know, the title in Korean is straight up boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, which is also meaningful because there's a lot of uh, like a lot of the first half of this drama, the two of them spend sort of deciding whether they're just friends or whether they're going to be more like that. But anyway, mm-hmm. let me let me back up mm-hmm. a minute. I first encountered the fact that this was a drama because of another variety show that I watch. I guess it's a variety show, question mark. I mean, they don't do like shenanigans in it. Uh, but Traveler that has uh, Ryu, Ryu Junyol. I can never say Ryu well. Ryu Junyol 
and uh, Lee Ji-hoon in it, which I just loved it so much. They go and travel in Cuba and they talk about at one point having seen Encounter that was filmed in Cuba. And I was like, oh, they filmed a K-drama in Cuba. I didn't know. And then I went back and watched Encounter because of Traveler. So I can either give Traveler the credit or the blame. But that was how I first found out about it. And um, in Encounter, Park Bo-gum plays a character named Kim Jin-hyuk. He is a free, kind of free spirit, creative type. He's good at doing all these things. He's like an amateur photographer. He's also talented at a lot of other things. Um, he has, in my opinion, really great hair at the beginning. When we first encounter him, he's been traveling all over on his own and he's in Cuba. It's like his last place before he goes back to Korea and he has this like shaggy hair and in Cuba, he encounters our female lead, whose name is Soo Hyun, played by Song Hye Gyo. Um, and they, they have an encounter in Cuba, but then they both go <laughs> home to Korea. And it turns out that she is the CEO of this hotel that he has just gotten an entry level position at. Oh, oh dear. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> in preparing for this, for talking about it today, you know, I was going back through and thinking about it. And on paper, there's a lot that I like about this show. And there were a lot of things that I like. It, the support mm. cast is stellar. Um, mm -hmm. Park Bo Gum, of course, is you know, terrific. His performance is terrific. So many friends in it. I mean, just like the whole supporting cast is full of familiar faces. I realized, I think one of the things that really bothers me about it is it is essentially palace shenanigans in a corporate setting. <laughs> because it's like these two. So she comes from this one Shabal family and she's mm -hmm. divorced from the son of this other Shabal family who mm -hmm. cheated on her and, uh, you know, wanted to get a divorce. And she said, you know, okay. And the only thing that she wanted for um, alimony was this hotel, which was failing anyway. Mm -hmm. so her mother-in-law who's you know the one who's in charge happily gave her this failing hotel as alimony but there were strings attached mm. um because also part of the alimony agreement was or the divorce agreement was that she still had to show up at family functions every whenever the mother-in-law wanted like at the mother-in-law's oh, birthday goodness. and like the uh, memorial you know father's memorial no. ceremony right uh. like why would you agree to this and i mean in that so that was a big part of my of my issue with the, you know i i don't enjoy the palace shenanigans anyway um mm -hmm. and that was i realized like that was essentially what it was but also like one of the big things in this show when I was reviewing it was really realizing like this show is all about inappropriate boundaries hmm. because 
she is constantly like trying to build walls between her and Jin Hyuk um, Mm -hmm. or like maintain a wall there while he's been nothing but like generous and kind to her and she really likes him and is interested in him but keeps putting this wall up while at the same time like allowing access and input into her life from her terrible mother her terrible mother-in-law like the ex-husband like gets involved to a degree that's like why don't you just tell them to hit the road jack i don't understand like why this is just use your words um but there's a lot of like them you know closing people out and not talking to people who are on their side and at the same time giving way too much access to people who are not on their side and i Mm -hmm. just it goes on for 16 episodes and it's too much for me i cannot (laughs) cannot take it um you know there there are a lot of fun side characters there is a side character romance that is very delightful uh but you know ultimately i mean and also he she keeps like trying to put up this wall with him and he keeps relentlessly pursuing her which at some point i'm like that's not okay like mm-hmm. you need to stop even if you're park bogum even if your intentions are good <laughs> Like, if she keeps saying no, like, no is a complete mm-hmm. sentence. You need to stop. And that really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Like, that sort of boundary mm-hmm. thing bothered me, mm-hmm. too. Um, mm-hmm. Just really, like, not a lot of healthy relationship modeling mm-hmm. in this right. whole scenario. But some charming, uh, some charming side characters and like that but ultimately i just found it you know unevenly matched also the you know su hyun like i said played by song he go is described early on by one of the friends who so park bogum's friend already works at the hotel company and Mm -hmm. she she says you know oh well everybody thinks of her as the ice queen Cause you know, she's real aloof and like hard to, hard to read. And that was how I felt through a lot of this drama is that like, they were just very uneven as far as their enthusiasm for each other. Like he was Mm -hmm. super into her from the beginning and you can see it in his face and you can see it in his performance. And he just lights up when she's around and she's very like stone faced a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And I was not into it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I can't, I can't say that I enjoyed it. Like there were things that I really enjoyed about it. I really liked his character, although this is the, the character I would say out of all the characters, getting back to what I said earlier, that I really have the question mark, like, is he too perfect? Like, because he just like (laughs) all the crummy things that happen and that people actively do including like his family members his co-workers like you know the world at large like he just sort of rolls with everything and 
again, like inappropriate boundaries. Like I felt like at some point you need to say like, no, it's not okay. Like it's not okay for you to keep Mm. treating me this way. Like, Mm. even if I understand it's not okay for, you know, for me to be your doormat. So I did not enjoy encounter. It's hard, you know, it's hard to reject Park Bogum. He's mm-hmm. the the quintessence <laughs> of charm and you want to watch him and he's good and he's not, you know, I feel like I need to keep saying this, but like he's so attractive, mm-hmm. but also is very good at his job as an actor. Like, it's not just that he's so good looking, um, mm-hmm. You know, and very watchable and again, like really embodies this character. But this show just really didn't do it for me. Sorry, Encounter. Mm -hmm. I hope (laughs) I hope we never encounter each other again. (laughs) Well, I have nothing to add because I have not seen this show. (laughs) But thank you for your review. (laughs) Proceed with caution, everybody. (laughs) that's what i have to say well the the scenery in cuba is really beautiful but you can also just watch traveler which is much more enjoyable and see a whole series of the scenery in cuba okay the end i'm done talking about it now (laughs) well you know it kind of makes me a little like you know you can't have gems all the time but it feels like a bit half and half now because the next show we're talking about is also I would say not stellar. Yeah. And we'll we'll get it, we'll get into it whether I recommend it or not. I'll still keep thinking about that. But our next show is Record of Use, which is the last thing he did before going to the military in 2020. And This show is about, I would say, young people reaching for their dreams, Mm. right? So it's several young people who are aspiring to do certain things. So Park Bogum is Sahe Jun, who is a model and an aspiring actor. So he has done maybe some little acting things, but he really, that's the thing he wants to do. Um, And so that is sort of... uh, what this story is really about is that kind of thing and focused on him but also on some of his friends you know he has a little group of friends there's the three of them and his uh one of his good friends is also a model aspiring actor so they're kind of a little bit in the same boat but we'll say at the beginning his friend has a little bit more advantage and is a little bit ahead of him in those terms. Mm-hmm. And then his, their other friend is somebody who is aspiring to be a photographer. And he is apprenticing and doing all the things to achieve that as well. And then at the same time, we also um, have our main female lead who is played by Park uh, Sodam. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. And she is an aspiring makeup artist. And... So they're all in the entertainment industry adjacent kind of things. And that's how they like encounter each other and oh, encounter mm-hmm. each that's other. That's how they encounter each other. 
and you know a romance um happens between Park Sodam and Park Bogum as they both like try to support each other in their dreams and um you know it's somebody said it's supposed to be this drama supposed to be like a snapshot of a time mm-hmm. you know in a useful time like in this kind of time of struggle and also trying to like get to your dreams kind of thing you know when you're in sort of like your mid 20s and mm-hmm. you're like really like hustling and trying to like get to where you want to be and that I, I feel like that is a really good description of this show because it's sort of like I want to say uh it's it's a little languid mm. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense you know it's not it's never like you don't feel a lot of urgency right like the stakes not, like, are not str- the stakes don't right. feel super high right like you're not like super stressed out for yeah. for them even though there are stressful situations there's definitely emotional situations um mm-hmm. but at the same time it's sort of like just goes on it's in its own pace and it sort of goes where it goes and it's really like i don't know it's I don't know how else to <laughs> describe it, but it's very, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I'll say this is like also very mid. Like it's not great. It's not bad. So it's just sort of like in the mm. middle. It's kind of like a, right. it's a show with almost, it's meandering almost. It almost has no like end point. And yeah. when you watch it and you know, go through it and get to the end. I think you'll understand what I'm talking about. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, so there's, you know, it's in that way, it's actually kind of a nice thing to watch um, because you're not like super stressed all the time, but it's also like not so bad. You want to yell at the TV, you know, that kind of thing. So, but Parpagum, again, just all the layers um, of his character, Sahajan, like going through it, you know, um, starting with basically a terrible agent, manager, person who is just taking all his money (laughs) and then, you know, finding a good manager and then really sort of crafting a like path for himself. And, you know, the ups and downs of that, because this is something that, like, you feel, you could feel that he really wants it. And it's, like, heartbreaking to see when his friend, for example, you know, is getting things and he's not getting things, right? Like, getting cast or he's not and this sort of thing. And then, you know, he has also family issues where, you know, his father is not necessarily, you know, agreeing with his choice of profession and wishes he's you know, he would come and work with him and do something more concrete right. like construction. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of thing, right? So there's that aspect and he has the cutest grandpa. Cutest he has the cutest yeah, grandpa. He's fantastic. Who also decided he wanted to become a model. You know, his grandpa used to be an actor, an aspiring actor too, but got cheated out of some money and could not you know continue so um but 
I mean, that part of it is real cute because they both can like support each other because of course the family's like, are you crazy? You're like, how old right. do you want to be a model kind of thing? And it turned out there's such a like uh, market for yeah. older models because, you know, you got to market some like health supplements that's right to the older people (laughs) you know or even some like older Mm -hmm. people fashion or you know whatever there's a lot of services geared towards older people that you know should be portrayed by older people in their modeling so anyway so that's you know as always you know uh, generally i wish there was more balance between him and her they're both their stories because I think um, eventually it just became about him instead of becoming about her. And I felt it would have been more interesting if both of their stories like were balanced and were equally fleshed out. Yeah. And it didn't feel like just, you know, we're just trying to go through his story and then hers just kind of, you know, we see her doing her thing. But it's not as important as or as much as his thing. And it's, I don't know. I felt like it would have been better if we saw them both together. Um, Yeah. When we never really see her, you know, I mean, you talk about or she talks about like she has this dreams of being a makeup mm -hmm. artist. We never really see her doing any interesting Mm -hmm. makeup. Like she does like prepares male celebrities for like on camera mm-hmm. work. She doesn't do you know, I mean any of the like things that you see on YouTube or like the amazing things that people can do with right. makeup. Like that's none of that. She even has her own studio, but it's like you never really see her do anything mm-hmm. interesting, which feels very disappointing. Mm-hmm as a viewer because I don't I can't remember if, if we've talked about this in an episode I know we've talked about it off mic like one thing that I really enjoy about Korean dramas is these like little snippets into different jobs mm-hmm. like I feel like Korean shows do a much better job than western shows of like showing people in all different kinds of jobs and so you get a little like snippet into what these jobs are like and at the beginning of record of youth i remember thinking like oh like what's it like to be a makeup artist i did not feel like i knew very much more at the end of record of youth than i knew at the beginning because like again like you said the focus was so heavily on him and his journey that she became like basically a support character Mm -hmm. for the story about him right yeah yeah, I think that was a shame because, of course, Park Sodom is also excellent and very, you know, in this show, very different from her <laughs> parasite character. Mm. She's so, yeah. like, peppy and likable, but she also has, like, some, you know, emotional stuff with her family um, that she has to deal with and her whole philosophy of, like, you know wanting to own a home was her like big thing Mm. Um, yeah you know and i don't know i just thought like her story was also so very interesting and they did a really good job portraying that in the beginning it's just Mm -hmm. it just did not you know sort of tapered off towards the middle and the end and you know they focused a lot on the romance which okay um that's 
it's fine. And I liked it. And I liked how, you know, things sort of progressed. I think it was pretty realistic um, what happened mm. to their relationship, right? Like the progression mm -hmm. was real natural and I love that. And then like, you know, sort of trying to maintain that after certain things happened in the show, you know, that was also like pretty realistic, I thought. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, sometimes the right person is at the wrong time. Sometimes yeah. it's the right time, the wrong person, you know, snippets of life. This is, it's not like, yeah. a, you know, it's not necessarily there's like beginning, middle, end. It didn't feel like, you know, it just felt like here's like a right. part of a story of somebody's life. Right. That we're going to like yeah. focus on. And I don't know that that itself was pretty neat, but it did lack oomph in the in the in the yeah. end. You know, I thought it's not it's not satisfying from a plot perspective, yeah, I would say. Yeah. Like I met much more of a, you know, I need story. like a real. Yeah sort of structured story um kind of person so that's why this was like uh felt unsatisfying to me but also you know they just left a mm -hmm. lot of things mm -hmm. hanging i thought at the end there you know not everyone's if you're gonna show i mean she's the female lead and her story sort of like got sort of left off like that like the other characters like his friends his other friends also yeah. Yeah. Even more so, I felt like. And so that was yeah. doubly unsatisfying. Um, because, you know, we did get invested. Like they did a good job making you invested mm -hmm. in sort of what they're doing. And then yeah. not following through. So that was just disappointing. So I don't know. You know, I don't know, you know, based on this, I like I said, it's not great but it's mm. not bad like i i was engaged pretty much the mm -hmm. whole time um but mm -hmm. i think it just left me wanting and i wish it was a different structure and i just wish yeah. like i liked it better <laughs> you know but not not every mm -hmm. like you know not everything is for you you know not everything is for everybody and you know i respect the artistic decisions i guess of the drama makers yeah but this one just like i wish i wish it was different I mean, a little bit different so i so i don't know i i can't not i i can't not recommend it park Ugum is excellent park Ugum and park Sodom are just like really lovely in this i really like that they are they have a nice chemistry mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i agree i mean there are a lot of likable things about mm -hmm. it again you know i just sort of felt like it didn't hold together mm -hmm. um but it did have a great cameo in it <laughs> that it, i really yes. really love yes uh, I don't know if we should talk about it. I mean, I feel like it's not, if you look on Netflix, like the person that I'm talking about is like the, the <laughs> icon of one of the episodes. Like it is not a, a hidden cameo because <laughs> it carries over. Well, let's just say, episodes. let's just say there's an incredible cameo and it's really nice if you did not 
sort of expected, like all cameos are, you know, it's right. like so nice to be like, oh my goodness, uh, he's yeah. in this, you know, so maybe we won't say who it is, but we'll say Parbogum then reciprocates this cameo on that other person's show. Yeah. So we're not going to spoil it for you, but if you want to know, you can look it up. It's real easy. And um, it was such a delight to see our cameos both times was just like super delightful. And there's a really, really delightful Mm -hmm. scene with the, with Park Begum's agent. (laughs) uh, That I really, really loved. But anyway, (laughs) uh, you know, I mean, there are, there are some enjoyable things Mm -hmm. in it, but overall it was lacking for me. Yeah. It was not, it was not a five star for me. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, it's funny to me because Park Bogum is such a big star. Mm-hmm. He is so beloved. But, I mean, of the shows that we talked about, like, really the only one that we love mm-hmm. out of these five shows is Reply 1988. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, for me, of the four things that I've seen... Like, that's the only one that I would Mm -hmm. Mm rewatch, you know, I mean, with sort of the caveats that we've already said, like, would maybe, you know, not dissuade people from watching some of the other Mm -hmm. ones. But, um, you know, it's just interesting when you compare to like Kim Son Ho, who we talked Mm -hmm. about a couple weeks ago, who like pretty much every one of those shows you know 100 days my prince we weren't like oh you must 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 watch right. this but like for the most part like he's been in really strong mm-hmm. dramas mm-hmm. park bogum does not it does not feel that yeah. way which is just i don't know feels sort of unfortunate yeah. I guess. but he's still a huge star so does it matter <laughs> i, I know. know it'll be i'm real interested to see what he does next and hope he gets cast you know this is kind of not that this is going to happen to him but this is sort of like the same way i felt about who i feel about yun and he who was in coffee prince and gung or palace or princess hours whichever title you are familiar with who two back-to-back really super popular dramas and very good ones like i would recommend both of them to anybody who has maybe started watching dramas and don't know about these older ones. But uh-huh. um, but I feel like after that, she struggled to get cast in good shows. And it's kind of like, whose fault is this? You know, who is deciding this? Is it her? Is it her agents? Is it what? So I felt like maybe, I mean, after that she did, I mean, she did a bunch of dramas, but maybe, hmm. Maybe one was would be something that would considered like good. I don't know. Um but you know, and then she sort of like faded. Like I, I feel like she hasn't been in anything in a long, long time. Um, so I don't know what happened there. I don't follow the news and stuff like that. But yeah. I think it's unfortunate because I think she's like a really really charming good actress and you know i was hoping she would be in a lot of good things and i don't know it just didn't happen for her and it was really strange 
don't know, I just find it really, really strange. Yeah. Just interesting. In- interesting to think about, like, those different trajectories. Well. Well. That said, mm-hmm. Susie, out of all of these dramas that we have discussed, <laughs> what are your favorite scenes that you can remember of Park I mean, Bogum? I already, I think I already said it in a very vague way, but man, that scene with his dad, where he mm-hmm. was giving his dad permission to say, I love you, because... I love you. So, yeah. I know that, you know, even though we don't always show it in like the most obvious ways, but that scene, man, killer. So, I think that that one is just always like pops up in my mind. But like also every time yeah. in reply 1988 when he is reminded something or somebody is telling him, "Oh, like just come eat at our place or whatever. And he just smiles, this like goofy grin. You know, I just, oh, yeah. I just love that so much because um, it's a like, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot or yeah, thank you. You know, it's just mm-hmm. such a, I don't know, very distinct kind of like character work that he did. It is. It is distinct from the sort of general luminescent bogummy yeah. smile, right? I mean, it sort of encapsulates, takes oblivion and cluelessness. Yeah, that's that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Well, I of course have two, although one is not one is not really like a specific scene, but I will say you know this already. One of my favorite aspects of Record of Youth is the product placement <laughs> of Subway. <laughs> because, I mean, you will know if you have watched any even small number of Korean dramas, <laughs> there's a lot of Subway. Uh, but in Record of Youth, they actually have Park Bogum's character early on in the drama when he's like working all the part-time jobs when he's a struggling you know trying to get his foot in the door of acting he actually like full-on works at subway and i was like yes that (laughs) is genius like if you want your product featured make park bogum work there in the drama i mean sorry goblin and bbq chicken we love you but it's not having I mean, Kim go and work at, you know, and you and I work at uh, BBQ Chicken is not the same as having Park Bogum work at Subway and like tell the people of the, the sandwiches that he wants, <laughs> like, oh, you should get this sandwich with all the meat on it. Yes, please. I'm a vegetarian, but yes, please, Bogummy, give me the sandwich with all the meat on it. I just thought that was genius and I enjoyed that whole part like once he started to get more established as an as an actor and didn't work at subway anymore i was like oh no more subway in this show which like when do you ever say that in a drama there's not (laughs) enough subway in it come on so that uh that is one with sort of like an asterisk a little bit joking but i would say that 
the scene that really sticks in my mind that I loved so much, and there are so many scenes in Reply 1988 that I remember, but the one that I most remember that I love so much is um, at one point when uh, Take is going off to this really important Mm -hmm. tournament in Japan, and he's real nervous about it, and, uh, and he just says to... Um, or I guess Hiri's character says it to him first, says like, mm-hmm. it's okay if you lose. And that's the first time that anyone said that to him. And, uh, and he's just so, you know, so relieved and so happy. And that, you know, again, sort of typifies what Reply mm-hmm. 1988 is about this community where he's theirs he belongs and of course it's okay if you lose because you're still ours even if you Mm -hmm. lose um and i just really you know it's just this little moment in this one scene but that always sticks with me because just like he's so stressed and worried and then when she says it's okay if you lose it that just like melts away and he remembers who he is and what's important Mm -hmm. in that moment so that's my favorite mm-hmm. and hearts <laughs> love him love reply 1988 uh. if you haven't watched it go watch it right now <laughs> wait don't go watch it right now because before we wind up this episode i now have the opportunity to ask Susie anything so we've been been talking about park Bogum, obviously who is so well loved and so well appreciated even though not all of these dramas are necessarily Mm -hmm. the best who do you think of who's someone you can think of who you feel like is underappreciated like someone who you think is really great who does not get mm-hmm. all the accolades and you know all the all the attention mm-hmm. that park bogum might get um hmm. let me think for a second <laughs> when you were saying about i'm not going to get her right her name right but our friend from oh, yeah, princess yeah. hours mm-hmm. and coffee prince i was like oh that kind of is like along the lines of what i was mm-hmm. already thinking about asking her i don't know maybe MC1 a little bit. Mm. I feel like he's not somebody like that people talk about a lot. He's not like yeah. at the level of popularity like Gum or like Lee Min Ho or something like that. Like not a superstar, but I mean, I think he's famous enough because he used to be in a boy band. Mm. He used to be an idol. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But acting wise, I just feel like he's so natural and like intentional you know um his performance is i don't know i've only seen him in two things you know i've seen him in mm. run on and me sang and i feel like yeah. they're quite different performances um but there is a style there that i could also yes. pick up you know um yeah that is distinctly his kind of thing which i you know, I've enjoyed because I feel like it's quite different from other people's mm. style. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe M. Shuan, I thought, you know, give him a chance 
folks. <laughs> He's, right? I would watch him in all of the things. Yeah. I loved him so much in both of those shows that you just mm-hmm. mentioned. I think that that's, that's a great one. Are you listening, casting directors of Korea? <laughs> Get him in we all the things. We love him. We love him. Right? Too. We want to make an episode about him, but he's not in enough shows yet. <laughs> I know. For I'm us like, to make don't an have episode. enough material on him yet. So, but that's yeah. He's a great. He's a great one. I agree. I agree. Well, and I also feel like um, Misang is not. I mean, I yeah, probably even less than you know what people are talking about. But uh, <laughs> but Misang is not a thing that I see referenced a lot. Which is really um, interesting because yeah, in Korea it was super popular. Like, oh really? People like made sure, like especially there's an article that talked about how like office workers, especially, really yeah, like made sure they tuned in. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like a period of time when that when that show was on where just like everyone was sort of in the same boat and really that was a real like national phenomenon kind of thing so but yeah for when people talk about like popular dramas they never talk about me saying yeah almost so i i yeah i agree like i don't know why people don't talk about it more because it's so good it's so so good listeners have you seen me saying do you love it we love it do you love it do you hate it? We want to know. You do. Have you seen any of these shows that we just talked about? Do you love Park Bogum? I don't know who you are if you don't. But maybe you're out there and you want to like talk about how, why Park Bogum is not for you. That's fine. Come chat with us. Yeah, they can not chat everything. with you. You, you can chat with Susie <laughs> if you don't like Bogum. Not everything is for everyone. So. I personally don't trust anyone who doesn't like Park Bogum, but you know, that's, that's fine. <laughs> yes. Tell us all your opinions. Tell us what you think about these shows. Tell us what you think about our show. Yeah. Yeah, you can come find us on Instagram. What's that mm-hmm. place where we are on Instagram? What's our handle? Susie? <laughs> Uni's on Opa's pod. Uni's on Opa's pod at Instagram. Uh, and yeah, tell us tell us about all these favorite, favorite things, favorite Opa's. Because, you know, to paraphrase Kim Son Young in our favorite reply 1988 if they're handsome you call them opa correct <laughs> until next time Annyeong. Annyeong.